a sales industry legend before the age of 30. Now, at 40, is creating sales incubators for success online and offline for anyone. This is the guy Grant Cardone calls for sales advice. Each week, delving deep into sales, sales strategies, and social EQ, taking you behind the scenes of real estate and mobile homes and the art of selling, exploring why most people suck at sales and what they can do to have immediate success. Woo, I absolutely love that introduction. Welcome back in everyone. It is so amazing that you've taken the time out to be a part of our community, our program. We are truly humbled and honored. All the people behind the scenes that make this podcast happen. All the amazing listeners, all of you out there asking for the next episodes, asking for the next step. It's it's really it's really cool stuff. It's amazing stuff and and believe me, sometimes we don't say it often enough. Uh, but it doesn't go unrecognized. And we appreciate you so much for all of uh, the listens, the downloads, the comments, the likes. It doesn't matter if it's on uh, Podcast One, if it's on iTunes, if it's on SoundCloud. Man, it is absolutely everywhere. You are the coolest group of people that I know going on out there today. And boy, oh boy, oh boy, are things happening since the last time all of us had a chance to get together and I know I've made this promise in the past and and goodness knows um, uh, we as as a community and a company have to get better at it but man we're going to get back to this once a week uh, podcast it is it's it's pretty amazing Uh, in fact uh, we we kind of solicited a lot of Q&A's and we're going to go through uh, a few of those this week as it relates to building your business digital content, distribution, um, uh, industries as a whole, you know, things along those lines. So that's going to be a lot of fun. But man, I got to tell you, uh, if you haven't yet sat down and listened to maybe or watch the first two uh, Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor pressers, the press conferences, you want to talk about the art of telling a story it's it's absolutely amazing and I, and I know my brain works in a different and strange way at times uh, I know that because it's my brain and a lot of people are looking at it from you know a fight perspective and is this giving them an indication of what it may be what it may not be who may have the upper hand who won that press conference but man I gotta tell you these two McGregor and Mayweather, and for the record, I hope McGregor absolutely knocks the stuffing out of Mayweather. Mayweather has made a career out of endurance, running, and defense. I hope McGregor just goes right after him and knocks him silly in the next week. So from a fight perspective, uh, that's our feeling over this way. From a sales and branding perspective, my gracious, these two get it. You know, if you were actually to watch these pressers and and see the unconscious way that they establish their brand, stay true to their brand, stay true to their message, support the constituents that love them and start bringing in outsiders it's pretty amazing stuff I mean it really is Um, and I think too often uh, us as entrepreneurs doesn't matter real estate mobile homes online Shopify doesn't really matter right network marketing uh, antique store owner uh, deli subway franchise you know we can learn so much if that's what we're looking for. I was having a conversation with somebody this morning and and here's a little fact. Pitbull is, you know, one of the most popular, if not the most popular artists out there today. And he actually makes more money 
off of his businesses than he does his music. And he's known for his music. That tells you how successful he is. How about my man Shaq? Right? The big podcast happening over at Podcast One. <coughs> Shaq announced this week that he's going to buy 100 Krispy Kremes. Now, for some of you that don't know the story, Shaq's a pretty good businessman. Uh, and like all good businessmen, right? If you're listening to Gary Vaynerchuk, the Uber thing, ouch, that hurts a little bit, right? But what's $400 million between friends? But uh, Shaq famously, when he had the opportunity to purchase thousands of Starbucks, famously said, black people don't drink coffee. And that deal ended up going to Magic Johnson, who has made hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of millions of dollars. In fact, I think he sold off a lot of that to be a part of the Los Angeles Dodgers. And we all know Magic's post-basketball story between the, uh, the movie theaters, the Starbucks, and all the other business ventures he has going on. This is a man that should be idolized just as much for his business acumen as his football prowess, or I'm sorry, his basketball prowess. I mean, it's, it's absolutely unbelievable. But the question is, is it the right move for Shaq? You know, Krispy Kreme's is, you know, has boarded up a lot of these stores because of oversaturation. I mean, so the question is, is Shaq going in at the wrong time? Now, when you have star power like Shaq, and you can buy maybe 100 Krispy Kreme's in a certain demographic area, and he can work it and brand it and be at those stores, he will absolutely positively knock the cover off the ball. But Krispy Kreme's, mind you, on the other hand, um, whew, uh, they're going through some tough times. So it'll be interesting to kind of follow that. I want to follow it from the perspective of, of how he utilizes his brand to make that happen. And I'll tell you the other thing, and if this is just popping up on your radar, this is just one of the things that's been on my mind, uh, is Bitcoin. I don't know if any of you out there have jumped onto the phenomena of Bitcoin. If you have, we'd love to get your feedback on that. Uh, if you're having success in Bitcoin right now, uh, and you're doing the mining, or, or if you're actually going to Bitcoin ATMs, if you're actually accepting Bitcoin as payment, I would love to know. Uh, hit us on Twitter, at Mobile Home CO, at Mobile Home CO, or on Facebook, The Mobile Home Community, facebook.com slash The Mobile Home Community. I'd love to get your feedback because it seems like everywhere I'm going, everybody's doing the Bitcoin thing, and I'm sitting there thinking to myself, am I missing out on something? Am I missing out on something? Uh, the, you know, the other thing I wanted to share, and it, it really kind of, it was funny, uh, Goldman Sachs. Hey, Goldman Sachs, I do everybody a favor. Goldman Sachs has a, has a pretty big SoundCloud account. And if you're going to be a bank, and you're going to offer financial advice, and you're going to be um, one of the uh, lightning rod financial institutions in the world, you know, have the courage to keep the comments on for your track, for all your tracks. Don't be gutless and turn off the comments. Don't disable them. If people have an issue with Goldman Sachs, they should be able to have the forum to say so. Uh, and then something else on my mind, and this is going to seem, but it made me think of, it made me think of really us, this community. Um, the other day, the kids wanted to have Papa John's. Uh, you know, so we're out here in Arizona, Diamondbacks won, 50% off. I'm like, yeah, you know what? Who cares? You know what I mean? It's 50% off. Let's just get some pizza. It was for lunch. And um, going through the process, nice and smooth, right? I noticed that they don't tell you, they don't tell you the estimated delivery time. Now, this was like one in the afternoon. Uh, the estimated delivery was 135 minutes. Which, you know, I thought two hours and ten minutes, a bit egregious, you know, for, you know, they're not like, you know, 
they're doing anything special to make these things. Um, so I did that. Uh, but then I'm like, you know what? We'll just go pick it up. Not a big deal. Um, called the store. They said, uh, no, you'd have to go back to the back of the line. And we can't make up, we can't make pickup orders any faster than delivery, which is absolutely ludicrous. Uh, so I'm like, you know what, just leave it at delivery. I don't care. Nobody's starving. It's not a big deal. Whatever. And I was really bugged about that. So then I reached out to their corporate office. Now, mind you, I could care le- absolutely care less about the money. It was just the, the way that we were treated on the telephone, very rudely. And then obviously I felt like, wow. You know, maybe Papa John should have something. 135 minutes for delivery too long? Click here to change your order to pick up. I mean, I'm paying a $3.50 service charge for the delivery. You know what I mean? So there, that's that's pretty bad. And then you got to tip the driver that has, you know, nothing. You know, poor guy that he has nothing to do with the times and uh, the delivery fees and all this other kind of stuff. So I sent something in to, uh, to Papa John's. Nothing. Got nothing in return. You know, and it, and it made me really think, you know, once again, you know, let me ask you guys the question. What business is Papa John's in? What business are they in? Are they in the pizza business? No. Just like you, if you're, if you're in real estate, if you own a franchise, uh, if you're a chiropractor, if you're a doctor... You're not you're not in the, you're not in the medical business. You're not in the chiropractic business. If you own a subway, you're not in the sandwich business. We are not in the mobile home business, right? We are in the service business. And and I always use this analogy, and and I think it rings true today, because people think that the end result is the only thing that matters. I know a lot of realtors that are this way. As long as I get them into the house, that's the only thing that matters. And that's bullshit. You're in the service business, right? So I always use the analogy because one of my most favorite steak places in the world is Morton's. What I love about Morton's is beyond the ambiance and all of that is that it's prepared freshly. I can see them prepare it. And their service is beyond anything else that you're going to get anywhere else. And yes, Morton's, if you're listening, I will take a sponsorship from you. Okay? Um, But let's say this. Let's say you go to Morton's and the server comes over to you and and the table is absolutely perfect and the flatware is perfect. You order a bottle of wine and the wine is perfect and you've matched the perfect wine to your steak, your asparagus, your potatoes, and you can see them fire grill and prepare it and marinate it and season it. I mean, just the thought of it makes your mouth water. And you know, it's you can actually, from where you're sitting, you can see them plating the food. You're like, wow, I, I can see the chef getting it ready to put it on. And, 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 and so the server comes over and you are just at the climax of hunger and anticipation. And, and that waiter or waitress brings it over to you and he's serving it to you on a garbage pail. Does it have the same luster? Does it have the same allure? No, but the end result of the food, I'm sure, is quite tasty. It doesn't necessarily impact the end result, but it has impacted the entire thing. How people are treated how people are meant to be felt is more important than any sort of end result. So those are a few things of what's on my mind, you know, this week. And and, and I think it kind of plays into the one of the two topics that we're going to talk about. You know, the first topic that we're going to talk about this week is that the hot shower effect so we're going to talk about the hot shower effect. And if you don't know what, what that is, you will. And then we're going to talk about the words that we use. And it is, shocks me when I am online or having somebody to sell to me 
or to even hear sometimes one of my sales associates sell the weakness in words that are used. But, but really, because it's the time of year, and because I go on a tangent uh, about things, uh, I really wanted to dive into a portion of real estate seminars that I think is really important. Because it's happening right now. This is their time of year where Than Merrill and that horrible radio ad comes on the radio inviting you to and what makes it even worse, Clever Investor um, is using this same sort of advertising, almost copying it verbatimly, if you can believe that, uh, from Than Merrill, but whatever, to each his own, okay? But, but get to my point, this is the time of year where these free real estate seminars are going like wildfire across the country. Now, the truth be told is I could spend 10 plus hours on the topic of free real estate seminars. I'm not going to do that because I want to use an analogy that really kind of holds true all the way around. Seminars as a whole and even the ones that you love, like Tony Robbins, which I do, okay? So don't misconstrue. I absolutely love everything about Tony Robbins. I am a Robbins disciple. I love his story. I love his adversity. I love the fact that he worked for Jim Rohn and he sold seminars a certain way and the seminars that they have. I'm a junkie for Tony Robbins. Anytime I can get my hands on his material, I do it. It's what I listen to while I work. It's empowering. It's motivating to me. Not everybody feels the same way. I get it. Personal development and growth, different strokes for different folks. However, those seminars, like the real estate seminars, to me, are success events. Right? Fan Merrill, Armando Montalongo, Kent Clothier, or however you say his name, Phil Podjolowski, right? Uh, Corey Kluber, or whatever his name is, from Clever Investor. And then all the little nitwits all around, right? Trying to carve out their little niche. Are inviting you to these free events, even if you have the slightest interest in doing real estate, I highly recommend. Hi, this is Than Merrill. My team and I are going to be in the Phoenix area. We're looking for a few real estate partners just like yourself. You're welcome to... It's horrifying, okay? But it is the season. This is the time of year. Right when the kids are out of school and all this other kind of stuff across the nation, this is when real estate. This is one of the three times that real estate seminars are into high gear. Right, so here's the deal: it's the hot shower effect. Do you know what the hot shower effect is? Here it is. Let's say you had a long day. You're tired, you're grimy, you're achy, you're sweaty, and you just want to wash the day away. And there's nothing better than climbing into a hot shower and just this rejuvenation of, of all those, those, those spigots and shower heads hitting all parts of your body, your head, your face, and... And you just, you feel alive, you feel cleansed, you feel clean, right? It feels wonderful, it's nice, it's warm, it's comfortable, and you just feel great. But then you turn the shower off and you step outside of the shower. What happens to that feeling as you're drying off, right? It starts to go away. Right? 
as you're as you're drying off and and you're beginning to put your clothes on or your robe on or whatever the case may be or maybe you're going commando i have no idea but but look the effect of the hot shower is over right these events these real estate events and even the personal development events or or even even what my friend Eric Worre does over at Network Marketing Pro these events are designed to light you on fire to hopefully give you a skill set i could say for network marketing pro yes for tony robbins yes for these real estate seminars hell no okay but they're to light you on fire give you some tools you got the motivation at an all-time level, and you're going to go out there and achieve your goals. So these success events, these seminars, especially the real estate ones, are you ready? They have a 96 to a 98% failure rate. Now think about this. A success event that only averages between 2 and 4% success. How can you call yourself an event that's predicated on the foundational building blocks to provide people with the information and knowledge they need to be successful? You can only do that at 2 and 4%. Now, mind you... <coughs> Let's say 10% of the people there are like 10% of the people everywhere. They're lazy slugs that will do nothing. That's life. But how can you be in the business of success but tout nothing better than a 4% success rate? Think about it this way. I want you guys to really think about it this way. What if a bank where a hundred people deposited their money in the bank, but the bank lost 96% or 96 people out of a hundred's money and only four people got it? You'd be pretty pissed off, wouldn't you? Hell to the yes, you would. Could you imagine getting a prospectus from Franklin Templeton or Smith Barney or Charles Schwab that says, oh, by the way, we're going to lose the money of 96% of the people that we do business with. Could you fathom for a moment what that would be like? They wouldn't have a single solitary dollar, including their own institutional funds, that they would ever invest. Could you imagine the track record? Yet, these real estate seminars, which are truly just a feeder system, but tout to be in the success industry, can only tout a ratio of between 2 and 4%. Why does it feel like it's more? It's the hot shower effect. See, the reason that real estate seminars, the free ones, take place is for you to buy something in that hot moment. Anybody in marketing and advertising will tell you this. It's like an infomercial. Right back in the day, if you guys remember, Don LaPree, the guy placing the tiny classified ads, the 900 number, the lifetime reminder service, uh, the greatest vitamin in the world. He did infomercials and he told you his story. He was a painter living in a one-bedroom apartment. Then he started making $265 million every 30 seconds from this one-bedroom apartment or whatever it was. But in that moment, you were hot. And while you were hot, the moment you started feeling hot, the 800 number came on the screen for you to call. But if that wasn't your cup of tea in which to get hot in, no problem. We have something else coming down the road. What's coming down the road? 
right? Another way, another emotional point that's going to get you hot. What happens when you get hot, right? You buy. It's the hot shower effect. With the hot shower effect, guess what? There's also a thing called buyer's remorse. You're in the car dealership. You have in your mind that you only want to spend $30,000 on a car. You only want your monthly payment to be $500. You leave in that moment, man, that car is beautiful, it's shiny. There's excitement in the dealership. You're tired, you're in the moment, and you end up spending $42,000 on that car, and your payment's $595 a month, but you're so excited, you sign that paperwork, you leave, and by the time you get home, you're like, son of a bitch. What did I do? Because in that hot shower moment, when that water was hitting you in face and cleansing all the pain away from your day and making you feeling refreshed and rejuvenated, you felt invincible at the moment, that the day wasn't so bad, that the kids weren't so bad, that the job wasn't so bad, that the car with the, the problems with the car wasn't so bad, that the bills that you picked up weren't so bad, this, that, and the other thing, only to find out the moment that you stepped out of the shower and all that warmth left your body, that hot shower didn't last very long. I mean, they're in the success industry. That's a horrifying thought. I couldn't imagine anything else, any other industry, living with a 4% success rate. As bad as Microsoft is in every aspect of their technology, their browser, their everything that they do is absolute rubbish. Yet, their success rate is far better than 4%. And, and it floors me that nobody wants to ask that question because it's in that hot shower moment. So you're there and you get a special message from Fan Merrill, or maybe you're going to Houston, or San Antonio rather, and, and that big lumbering buffoon Montalongo gets on stage, and he gets you excited, and he shows you clips from, you know, flipped his house, and he shows you his watch, and, and those are knockoff Ray-Ban sunglasses, and all these different things that are happening, and, and they start to show you some past students that in 100, 200, 300, million dollars, 10,000 extra a month, 16,000 extra a month, 30,000 extra a month, but yet they don't tell you about the thousands that lost thousands because that would kill. Imagine somebody walking into your shower, into your bathroom while you're taking that hot shower and pouring a bucket of cold water. That hot shower effect would go away very quickly, right? That cleanse, that ease, that wonderful feeling would go away because of that stark reality of the cold water. Well, the reason that the real estate seminar is free to you is because they want to get you in that hot shower moment. And in that hot shower moment, just like an infomercial, you're going to what? You're going to buy at the next stage. It's proven. It's real. It's psychological. And yet, you guys fall for that shit all the time. It's absolutely amazing. Look, they're in the success business with a failure rate of 96 to 98%. Absolutely unbelievable. You know, one of the other things with the hot shower effect, I got to tell you, um, I go on TMZ uh, pretty obnoxiously, mind you. Now you'd say, man, what are you going on a TMZ for? Uh, sometimes I like to clear my mind. Uh, you know, I'm not going to lie to you. I like some of the gossip bullshit every now and again. Um, but I love the art of telling a story that they do better than anyone else. So I want to share with you guys uh, a story that's on there right now. Go to TMZ.com. Uh, you can search Farah Abraham. F-A-R-R-A-H, Abraham, A-B-R-A-H-A-M. Now, Farah Abraham, I think, don't quote me on this, I believe Farah Abraham is from, um, 
16 and pregnant fame uh, from them MTV show I don't know Googler but I'm pretty sure that's what it is 16 and pregnant pregnant uh, single mom I don't know whatever it is but but the headline says Farah Abraham finally unloads Hollywood home takes the L says Farrah Abraham flipped her house after a year of trying and maybe flipping out over the money she lost in the deal. The reality star sold her four-bedroom, four-bath, two-story townhouse in the Hollywood Hills for $860,000 after changing the asking price three times. Problem is, she bought it in April 2016 for $845,000 Plunked down about a hundred thousand in renovations. TMZ goes on to say, as we reported, Farah tried to sell her home for nine hundred and fifty thousand in kids. If you're doing the math, if you're doing the math, that's for a five thousand dollar profit. That doesn't count uh, realtor costs. That doesn't count capital gains tax, right? So she knew she was butthole deep to a tall giraffe. Okay. Farah tried to sell the home for $950,000 just months after moving in, but didn't have any takers. So she kept dropping the price and dropping the price until it was listed back at what she bought it for at $845,000. Ready? Here's the final line from the folks at TMZ. Bright side, dash, dash. She got a little more than that, dash, dash but she probably wants to avoid the real estate game and flipping from now on. <clears throat> See, I bet you, if I had her on this podcast, I bet you anything, the ideology would have come from Flipper Flop, those two schmucks that are getting a divorce, um, Christina and Tarek, from probably the most overproduced property show ever. And that's excluding Monologo. Hell, that's excluding the Flip This House or Atlanta where the dude went to jail. I mean, nothing's more produced than Montalongo. Well, no, yeah, the Flipper Flop is actually more Hollywood production than Montalongo, if you can believe that. But anyway, I bet you the ideology was, I'm a reality star. I have the money. I've seen these two morons from Flipper Flop do it on TV. I'm going to do the same. And she got her ass handed to her for the tune of $100,000 plus. Here's the deal. Why do I share that with you? You're not a movie star. You're not a reality star. And I don't even know what a reality star is because that's the Kardashians and that makes me want to vomit. But that's a reality star. That's a person that can go into a restaurant and be known anywhere in the country. That's somebody that gets paid for bar appearances that's somebody that gets paid for club appearances. That's somebody that gets paid for commercials. That's somebody that can pick up the phone and say, I want you to be my hard money investor or lender on this property for $850,000. let us do it. Right? It just doesn't make sense. But this is some of the things that you guys are being taught. It's the hot shower effect. It's the hot shower effect. You know, the one, the one actually reality show that I actually love on TV is Vanilla Isis on DIY, Rob Van Winkle. This dude's legit, and here's why. This guy uses his own money and buys the property. The production company doesn't give him the money. And he does the work himself. And he sells it himself. He's legit. If you ever get a chance, check out the Vanilla Ice show on DIY. You're like, oh, Vanilla Ice. Yeah, well, the dude just only sold 160 million copies 
of his album. He still tours 250 days a year. The man's still making 50, 60 million dollars a year, and the 90s were a long time ago. And in my book, that's success. Go look it up. Plus, he owns his own catalog of music. That's how you do it. Okay? But the problem is, even a reality TV star such as this Farrah Abrams got her ass handed to her. Why? Because she thought it was like what she saw on TV. Or advice from somebody that has no freaking clue on what they're doing. Let me be very clear with you. Investing in an $850,000 house, or heck, a $150,000 house just simply doesn't make sense. People are falling in love with Hollywood productions. Why? Because the Hollywood production is the hot shower. And while you're in the middle of watching it and getting excited about it and rooting them on and hoping the problems aren't bad, and then it turns out perfectly in that that open house. By the way, the open houses, I actually have a copy of the Craigslist ad that the show for Flipper Flop ran to try to get extras to come in and their hook was, you can be on a TV show. And that's some shit. Man, they're putting it out in plain sight. None of this stuff we're doing is real, but yet people do it. It's crazy. In fact, if we get a chance, I'm going to post that uh, on our Facebook page. Uh, I remember uh, doing a screenshot of that. Man, I was laughing. But look, $850,000, it's stupid. For the novice, the newbie, and, and even somebody that's been doing it for a year or two, why would you want to live in a world that's dictated by appraisals and market changes and, and comp properties selling for less and over-improvements and interest rate changes and the other 82 things that can go wrong? It doesn't appraise. The Homeowners Association won't let you do this or that. It also certain There are something close to 90 possible factors that can go wrong in the flipping of a traditional property. It's absolutely insanity. Real estate wins come in $1,000, $3,000, $5,000, $11,000 increments. That's how you win in real estate. Forget the hot shower effect. I'm throwing cold water on everybody's ass out there because people are getting caught up in the motion They're buying in the moment of emotion and not logic. But when it comes down to it, you must have a logical and pragmatic system approach to be able to have success. Okay? So just know that the real estate seminar industry is a success industry, but they can only tout between 2 and 4% success. To me, that's absolutely outrageous. I wanted to take one quick question before we jump into jump into a, a, another uh, another topic, and and somebody asked. Uh, this was predicated upon one of our motivational minute uh, podcasts, and they said, you know, what is the best way to make lasting change? And, and that's a tough one. Okay. Uh, that requires a really, really, really long answer. And some people will tell you, uh, change your thoughts, change your life. A lot of truth to that. But your environment plays a much greater role in things than you can even comprehend. So this is from Brad XRATIO. X-R-A-T-I, X-Ratio? I don't know. Brad X-Ratio on Twitter. And, and Brad, I'm going to tell you, your environment is stronger than your willpower. Your environment is, strong, is stronger than your willpower. Here's what I mean. If you are trying to lose 10 pounds in a month, but I made you live in a bakery and I know that your weakest point is cakes and donuts and pastries and and all of that and I required you to live for an extended period let's say you just wanted to lose weight but for a year I made you live in the bakery 
your environment would absolutely positively kick the crap out of your willpower. I think it's amazing to me when when I see people that were lifetime smokers but work at cigar bars. That's a bad butt willpower. Right? It's like an alcoholic, God bless him, that goes to the bar just to eat dinner every night. Come on. It's like a sex addict showing up at a brothel. Okay. I'm just going there for the magazines. Gotcha. Your environment is always going to beat your willpower. So if your environment at home as an entrepreneur or run a business is chaotic, it's not conducive to success, the people around you are not conducive to success, no matter how strong your willpower, you got to change your environment. Because without changing your environment, and look, Uh, Let me be clear on this whole thing. Your environment doesn't necessarily mean your physical environment. Facebook is a home. Facebook is an environment. And and I find myself to be pretty strong-willed. Even I had to turn off a lot of the stuff that was in my feed even if it was pro what I believe in. Because the pro of what I believe in was the implication that somebody was attacking the pro of what I believe in. And and it, it actually had a physical toll on me. In fact, They're doing studies, they've concluded studies, they have ongoing studies that people that follow friends, family, and influencers that are showing their trips to Fiji doesn't motivate them. It actually makes them feel worse about themselves. See, these dipshits out there that are selling business and real estate opportunities predicated upon their cars, their houses, their planes, their boats, their yachts. They're all rented. They're all rented. Look, you're making people feel worse. That's not what people are looking for. There's a small percentage that are. You want to get my attention? Fine. I'll tell you the things that get my attention. But for the average person on Facebook, seeing those things and knowing at this moment they cannot obtain those things actually has a much greater detrimental effect than the positive outcome you wish that it had. How's that for a kick in the ass? All these people out there talking about all these amazing things that they're accomplishing because they want to inspire you. They want to motivate you. Don't realize that they're doing the exact opposite. So in your marketing and advertising, regardless of the industry, don't swell up, okay? Don't swell up and show everybody your Bugatti. Don't show everybody your 12,000 square foot home in Paradise Valley. Don't show everybody your vacations because it's not having the effect that it once did. At one point, That was the go-to resource. It was a freaking call to action regardless of the business that you were in years ago. Ten years ago, that was a call to action, man. And there were people that were jumping all over that and it converted. That's not happening today. We live in a different world at a different time and it's having a horrible consequence. So your environment is beyond your home. It's beyond your place of work. 
It's what you're seeing in your Twitter feeds, in your Instagram feeds, and your Facebook feeds. And I'm telling you, if you don't change that, it is going to have divisive, long-term effects on what it is that you want to accomplish. Trust me. To change your environment is stronger than and your environment is stronger than any willpower that's out there, with the exception of a certain percentage, less than two. You and I don't have the capability of being told you suck, you suck, you suck, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, I'm great, you're not, you're not, you're not, you're not, I'm right, I'm right, I'm right, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, you're wrong, it'll never work. Works for me, but not you. Works for me, not you. Works for me, not you. Works for me, not you. You can only take so much of that for so long. And it has an effect. You need to change the environment. They got this little tab. Okay, there's this little arrow on Facebook. You click that, okay? And and where's hold on? Let me let me just go to it. You'd be shocked. Okay, here we go. You click on it, and it says unfollow so and so. Stop seeing posts, but stay friends. So you don't have to give up the friend, but you don't have to see all of their posts, because sometimes no matter how much you love them, okay, it'll get to you. It does. So don't get caught in that. So my man out there that asked the question, your environment is stronger than your willpower to achieve true success in your life, in your business, in your relationships, in your space, peace, tranquility, and all the things that you crave, change your environment, brother. And once you do that little by little, online, offline, in every physical way and non-physical way, you're going to knock the cover off the ball. Okay. So we get tons and tons and tons and tons of questions as it relates to sales, okay? We have spent every single episode of mobile home community, real estate, mobile homes, sales, pro wrestling, whatever the title of the podcast is, we spend every session talking about some element of sales, So one of the big ones that we want to touch on today, and look, what I'm hoping is, is that this this covers a lot of the email questions that we got, a lot of the DMs that we got on Twitter in terms of very specific sales strategies. We've talked about a lot of them. We've talked about them about social media. We've talked about hashtags. We've talked about headlines. We've talked about feature, benefit, emotional tie-in. We've talked about a tremendous amount of things, but the one thing that we haven't talked extensively about, and I don't know how extensive in this conversation that we're going to get, this may be part one, maybe we'll come back to a part two, but it's weak and strong words. And whether you know it or not, your vocabulary and the words you use speak volumes about you, your brand, your success, your your sphere of influence, your abilities, your intelligence, more so than any flaming picture of a Ferrari you could ever imagine. Think about it. The words we use is how people judge. So I want to give you guys seven words and one microphrase. So six words and one microphrase that I want you to eliminate out of your vocabulary today. Whether it's in a belly-to-belly sales process whether it's in a phone sales process, whether it's in content, sales copy, Facebook posts, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, side chat, whatever the hell it is that you're doing out there, you need to project strength. 
for all the things that people say, I want to be a leader, I want to be a leader, I want to be a leader, I call BS on it. Most people want to be led. Period. Period. In the beginning, they want to be led. Now, those that truly want to be leaders, they're going to show themselves. But if you, if you lined up 100 people in a row, 92 of them are going to tell you, yes, I want to be a leader. But deep down inside, out of the 92 that said, yes, they want to be a leader, it's probably six. And from that six, it's probably two. Make sense? So we got to start limiting and eliminating the words that are really cutting us off at the knees. And and the subconscious effect that it has on people that are reading it and the people that are hearing it. So example of a weak word, maybe. Second weak word, trying. Another one, possibly. Another one, hoping. Another one, probably. Here's a little micro phrase for you. I think. Let's run through those again. I want you guys to write down the week. And I want you to, at the very least, to start out with, I want you to go through the content that you're putting online and and starting getting rid of these words. Ready again. Here we go. Number one, maybe. Number two, trying. Number three, possibly. Number four, hoping. Number five, probably. And number six, I think. So now draw a line in the middle and I'm gonna give you I'm gonna give you the 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 opposite. I'm gonna give you the strong words. For maybe it's going to be will. The opposite of trying is can. The opposite of possibly is must. The opposite of hoping is plan. The opposite of probably is definitely. The opposite of I think is I know. Let let me give you just a basic example. Let's say that you were going to meet a friend for dinner. You call up said friend and said, "Hey, uh, hey, pal, are are we still uh, meeting at uh, you know at Morton's tonight?" Oh man, I really think so. I'm I'm hoping that I'm trying, man. I'm trying. Maybe I can. I I I think I can be there. Or if he has the con, hey man, are we still meeting at Morton's tonight? Absolutely, definitely. It's a plan. I know I'm gonna be there. Will you be there? Now, let's just read the two messages. And the first one, is this guy for sure going to meet you? I think I probably can get out of the house. Well, I'm hoping to get done with everything. I'm trying my best and maybe I can get there. I basically used all the weak words in one sentence. As opposed to, definitely, man. That's the plan. I will be there. I know it. You know it. I, I'm pretty sure the guy's going to come. But we use these weak words in, in every fabric of our life. When you're, when you're sitting on the phone or sitting across the desk from somebody, you know, possibly, I think, I think we can help you. I think we can help you do that. Yeah, possibly, probably can. You know, we're trying. We're giving it our best effort, Mr. Customer. I think we can do that. As opposed to, Definitely. I know we will sell that home for you. Why? Because we can and we have. And truly, we have a plan in place. So I know we're going to do it. Well, I think we can. Probably, even though this time of year, I'm hoping that we get the traffic into this mobile home community. 
So maybe, yeah, we're going to try. We're going to get it done. You would be shocked. You laugh now, but you're going to be shocked even at yourself. How many of you use those weak words? What's the difference? I mean, could you imagine? Okay, you're standing at the altar. The woman of your dreams. Your beautiful bride. You just said, I do. It's her turn. They're rattling it off. She's listening. Could you imagine if she's like, yeah, maybe. I, I, I think. Probably. I'm trying, but possibly. Yes, uh, probably, I think. The gasp that would come from the congregation. You just said I do. I know. I will. I can. That's her plan, definitely, for sure. And, and, and when it's her turn to say I do to marry you, it's, well, maybe. I, I, I think so. I, I'm, I'm hoping. I, I think if we try real hard, we could possibly make this. I mean, could you imagine? Could you imagine how you would feel at that moment? But imagine what your prospect is thinking consciously or subconsciously. You're trying to get the listing. You're trying to sell something. You're trying to sell your piece of software. You're trying to solve a problem. You're trying to do something. Possibly, I think we can. I think we're the company. I'm hoping I have the team in place. Maybe we're gonna get that done. Hoping to hit those sales projections, boss. I probably think that we can. I'm, I'm trying. I'm trying. What'd your parents say to you? Are you trying or are you doing? I'm, 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 that's what your kids will say. Hear, hear what your kids will say. Why aren't you? I'm trying. Dad, I'm trying. No, no, no. Are you doing? Then all of a sudden, they're like, well, what's the difference? Was it? There's a huge difference. There's a huge difference. Did she say, I do, yes, definitely, I know, I can, I will, I must plan, I do. Or she's saying at the altar, maybe, possibly, I think so, probably, could I have a few minutes? Look, that's why you hear on a constant basis, when a prospect or a potential customer tells you that they have to think about it, it's because you have bullshitted your way in the weakest ass way possible out of a sale. I can say definitely, without a doubt, I know when somebody tells you they need to think about it, they are telling you out loud that you didn't solve the problem. They don't need to go talk to somebody. They know damn well at that moment whether they can do it or not. You didn't solve the problem. You didn't give them a call to action. You didn't give them a belief. Well, what kind of results did you get? Well, here's what we're hoping for. What do you mean that's what you're hoping for? I'm going to give you my money. I'm not hoping for something. I'm planning on it. Right? If you're putting on an event of some sort and they're saying, well, well what, kind of, what kind of result do you expect? Well, I'm hoping that we get a good turnout. No, it's, here's what I know. I know that we have a plan in place that we will absolutely, positively, definitely hit our goal. What's the difference between the two? Now, if you've noticed my tonality and my weak words is totally different than the conviction in my strong words. That's not my by my design. That's how the brain functions. That's human nature. When we're him hauling and not sure, we look around, we use weak words, our voice changes inflection, we're giving all the signals of weakness to the person that we're talking to. But when we know and we got conviction in our belly, in our heart, it comes in our mind, it comes through in the words and the tonality. It's real, it's thunderous. You know. I mean, could you imagine if you really recorded what you said to people? Look, I've weaned out. Last weekend, I was talking to a client, 
and and I didn't do the right thing by the client and the sales process, I weeded out. And as soon as I got off the phone, the person I was talking to, I said, I cannot believe I did that. I weeded out. I should have sold them a better solution than what I sold them. My conviction would have done it. I know it would have. It definitely would have, but I didn't. And I'm disappointed in myself. You're never going to be 100%, right? What did Wayne Gretzky say? You're always going to miss 100% of the shots that you never take. You got to eliminate the weak words from everything and you got to consciously replace them in emails, in posts, in tweets, in Instagram, in videos, in belly to belly sales. Look, say what you want about Gary Vaynerchuk, Gary V, but this is one of the most definite sons of guns that you're ever going to meet. Whether you believe his shtick, it's not really shtick, it's who he is, or not. It's him. It's genuine. It's authentic. I promise you, he wouldn't use weak ass words to get his point across. In fact, in every video I hear of him, even Tony Robbins, Gary Vee, Sean Thomas, there are very specific words that you hear them use consistently and it's never maybe trying, possibly hoping, probably, I think. Is there a bigger list than that? Yes. But the podcast can only be so long, right? The podcast can only be so long. You are judged by the words that you use. Now, the old adage to that used to be that you have to use these big fancy words from the dictionary. That's eh, bullshit. You got to use the right words. I cursed too much this week. Sorry about that. I'm going to curb that for next week. I'm, I'm, I'm using curse words like a comma as opposed to not using curse words as a comma. So I'm going to work on that for next week. The old saying used to be, you know, you are judged by the words that you used. And that's true. But not, you know, fancy six syllable words. It's words of strength. It's words of conviction. It's words of passion. And it, it, it comes off the page. Dan Kennedy, you want to learn uh, about amazing words and how to write sales copy? Dan Kennedy is amazing. Uh, in fact, I just, I'm revisiting all his stuff that I did years ago. And Dan Kennedy is absolutely timeless. If you're an entrepreneur, you got to be working on yourself. If you're a professional, you got to be working on yourself. I learn stuff every blessed day. You know, uh, Dan Kennedy is is absolutely amazing. He's amazing, amazing, amazing sales and content writer. He's got away from it a little bit personally through the years. He's got some of his stooges doing it, but uh, Dan Kennedy himself, absolutely unbelievable. It's um, uh, it's it's pretty amazing stuff. So, guys, share with you with what's on my mind this week. Get back there, watch those Conor McGregor pressers. Really cool stuff. Remember, you're in the service business. You're not in a product business. You're not in the house business. You're not in the sandwich business. You're not in the pizza business. Hey, Papa John's, you suck. Remember that moving forward. They'll never be a sponsor. I don't care. Just know that, right? Learn about the hot shower effect. Understand what you're dealing with there. For those of you that listen to our podcast that are aspiring real estate investors, know that 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 hot shower effect is prevalent in the real estate seminar industry it's it's prevalent in the sales industry all around and then understand your words understand them guys this has been an awesome getting back in the saddle again i absolutely positively missed you guys you are rock stars i can't wait to connect with you this week on social media it's going to be some pretty fun stuff Love all the feedback. As always, guys, it means a great deal to us. Continue to subscribe, like, comment, and share on iTunes. This is going to be a huge thing for us moving forward with iTunes and some of the things that we're trying to do. Your comments, no matter what it is, we love to get five stars all the time. But I understand it can't be five stars every time, but it should be. 
If not, tell us what we can do better. Reach out to us on social media. Connect. This is a community. It's your community. You want to learn something and I can help you do that. I want to be the man to do that. But until then, you don't make money living vicariously through other people's lives on Facebook. Wake up. Be passionate. Take action. Take off, everybody. We'll see you next week.